You're listening to the Bring the Light podcast, episode number 34. Hey, this is Liz Watt. Do you know you have a light within you just waiting to be shared with this world? Everything we do in this life either increases or diminishes this light. But as we become more aware of this light, this light can become our ultimate guidance emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So I want to ask you, do you want to take a journey with me? Do you want to take a journey together and bring our light to this world? If so, let's shine for all to see. welcome you out to the podcast today. I sit in my recording room doing this podcast today as I have bags packed in the other room going to Mexico. And a lot of times when people think, oh, you're going to Mexico, that's going to be great. Well, my trip to Mexico this time is going to be a little bit different. I am actually going so that I can get my knees fixed. As you know, on my last podcast, I talked about how I fell and hurt my knees. And my left knee needs a knee replacement. We don't have insurance and so we have to always like look outside of the box and try to see what our different options are. Our oldest three kids have had seven ACL surgeries between them and the last four we have sent them to New Zealand. And we really found this doctor there that we really like and I wish that I could be going to see him but because of the different COVID restrictions and the cost of what it would take for me to get it there it ended up to be not an option that we could look into and so we just started to pray and try to figure out what would be our next step. What are options that could be opened up to us? And we ended up finding this doctor that was in Tijuana. And as we, as you know, there's a lot of different controversies over places in Mexico. And Tijuana is definitely one of those controversial places. So, but I didn't know what to do. I needed to get help. I needed to get my knees fixed. And I knew that I couldn't continue to live like this. And so I just prayed that doors would be open and that I would be able to get the care that I needed to. When we decided to go to Tijuana, there was a lot of different reactions that came from it. There were some people that supported it and said, hey, I've heard of a lot of good things that have come out of that. There were some that were very cautious and were sending me messages, calling me, Liz, I'm really concerned about this. And I get that. I get it when we, we go outside the norm of something and there's a lot of people that want to ju- just voice their you know opinion, but also in a kind, respectful way. And I get that. And then there's also some that don't say anything at all because they don't know if they really want to express their opinion. I sit there and wonder, you know, like what kind of person would I be in this type of, of situations? And who knows? I might be the one not saying anything either. 
for a while, I have been on a journey of health. And, you know, it took a, a while back, I got really sick. And my body started to break down. And I've kind of talked about this in the podcast. And it was really hard for me. I was a mom. I had all of these kids. And I didn't know how to basically live life because I was so sick. And I went to Heavenly Father and he showed me a path. He showed me a path how to get my body well. And as I was asking him what to do, he gave me little tidbits of you need to do this next and you need to do this next and you need to do this next. And in the process, my body was able to heal in a natural way. And that's kind of how the Be Healthy Utah conference came about, is that both me and Shane were on this path of healing naturally. Even though we had lived a path of natural healing, we were able to see how when we do these little things in our lives, then our bodies can totally change and that they know how to heal. And as long as we give them what they need to heal, then they will heal. And so every day going through this journey, the Spirit told me what I needed to do. But not everything was revealed at once. I would wake up in the morning in my meditation and say, what is it I need to do today? And there was just little things that were given to me. And some mornings, I didn't have anything. But then other mornings, there would be a lot of information that would come to me. What I began to realize that is that Heavenly Father could give me a lot of information. But what was I going to do with that? I got to choose if I wanted to implement that or not. But I was in a state that I really wanted to get well. And so I chose that I was going to implement it. And in the process, my body restored. And there was a lot of things that weren't working before that started to work. And there was a lot of aches and pains that I was suffering with that went away. And I finally felt like I had my life back. And I look back at that. And that's because I followed every step that was given to me. We all have kids. And when we talk to our kids, if we give them a whole list of what needs to be done, often things on the list aren't all done. And that's because they get overwhelmed with, with different tasks that we ask them to do. But if we say, Can you please go take out the garbage right now? Can you please go wipe off this counter right now? Then usually those things, because we're given to them each step by step, will be done. There's a scriptures in Psalms 37, 23 through 24, and it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Heavenly Father gives us step-by-step directions, and he doesn't want us to fall, but he will uphold us if we follow those steps that he has given us. In Proverbs 16.9, it says, A man's heart deviseth his way but the Lord directeth 
his step. I think about the one of the greatest examples of this is in is in Ether, and it's about the brother of Jared. And in Ether 2.16, it says, And the Lord said, Go to work and build after the manner of the barge, which he hath hitherto built. And it came to pass that the brother of Jared did go to work, and also his brother, and built barges after the manner which they had built, according to the instructions of the Lord. So here was brother, the brother of Jared, and they needed to come to the promised land. They didn't know how to get here. But Heavenly Father told them, you know, go and build these barges. And so the brother of Jared did what was asked of him. And it came to pass, this is in 18, and it came to pass that the brother of Jared cried unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, I have performed the work which thou hast commanded me. And I have made the barges according as thou hast directed me. And in 19, And behold, O Lord, in them there is no light. Whither shall we steer? And also we shall perish, for in them we cannot breathe. Save it is the air which is in them. Therefore we shall perish. And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, Behold, thou shalt make a hole in the top and also in the bottom. And when thou shalt suffer for error, thou shalt unstop the hole and receive error. And if it be so that the water come in upon thee, behold, ye shall stop the hole that you may not perish in the flood. And it came to pass that the brother of Jared did so according to the Lord hath commanded. And so here's another example of the, you know, brother of Jared went to him and said, this is our problem. What should we do? And it was given to him what he should do. He told him he should make holes in the top and the bottom. When the boat turns around, whatever, then they were able to stop the hole where the water was coming in. And so he had to make holes in the top and in the bottom. And then in 22, it says, And he cried unto the Lord again, O Lord, Behold, I have done even as thou hast commanded me, and I have prepared the vessel for my people. And behold, there is no light in them. Behold, O Lord, wilt thou suffer that we shall cross this great water in darkness? And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, What will ye that I should do that ye may have light in your vessel? This was a change before it was told to brother of Jared, step by step, what he needed to do. But in here it says, And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, What will ye that I should do, that ye may ha have light in your vessel? So he asked him, What do you want me to do? The brother of Jared had to think about it. What would be the next step? What should I how can I go about doing this? And he had to think for himself. And so then you go to chapter 3 and it says in verse 1, And it came to pass that the brother of Jared, now the number of vessels which had been prepared were eight, went forth unto the mount, which they called the Mount Shalem, because of its exceeding height, and did molten out rock, sixteen small stones, and they were white and clear, even as transparent as glass. 
and he did carry them in his hands upon the top of the mount. And he cried unto the Lord again, saying, in verse 2 it says, O Lord, thou hast given us a commandment, that we must call upon thee, that from thee we may receive according to our desires. And in verse 4 it says, And I know, O Lord, that thou hast all power, and can do whatsoever thou wilt for the benefit of men. Therefore, touch these stones, O Lord, with thy finger, and prepare them that they may shine forth in darkness. And they shall shine forth unto us in the vessel which we have prepared, that we may have light while we shall cross the sea. And in verse 6, And it came to pass, when the brother of Jared had said these words, Behold, the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched the stones one by one with his finger. This is such a great example of when God gives us directions and what we need to do. And at other times, we ask directions and he tells us we need to figure it out on our own and then come back and ask him. When everyone was giving me their opinion and what I needed to do, fear started to come in. Here I thought that this was a path that I should go on. But when everyone started to give their opinions, then it was like the fear started to manifest within me. The reality of what I was doing started to sink in. It seemed really sketchy to go to Mexico. So one night I was up and as I was laying there, I decided I was going to say a prayer. I love when I wake up in the middle of the night and I say a prayer because it seems like the veil is a little thinner at that time and I'm able to get so many more answers and directions at that time. So every time I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel coherent enough, I say a prayer and I just ask for guidance and direction. And that night, my prayer was pleading to Heavenly Father to ask Him if this was the right step, if I needed to go to Mexico. There were so many different opinions coming to me and I needed to know for sure if this is what I should do. And so I asked, I said, should I hold off? Because there could be other things that come to me that can help me in this process. You know, maybe I could go to New Zealand, or maybe there's a different country that I haven't even looked at. But as I said, should I hold off? I felt this heaviness come over me. And then I said, or should I proceed forward? And it felt like peace just washed over me. But as I sat there, those fears were still within me. And so I said, I'm going to ask one more time. I just want to know for sure. Heavenly Father, should I hold off? And the heaviness just went over my chest. And then I said, should I proceed forward? And it was the peace that washed over me that came again. I don't know when I go to Mexico if everything's going to be fine. And I don't know what the next step will be after it. 
there might be some disasters that come from it. There might be some things that I'm going to have to face afterwards. There could be some complications. But what I do know is that this is the next step for me. And I look at the story of the brother of Jared. He didn't know what the next step was, so he went to God and asked. And he was told what he needed to do. And then he went and asked, what should we do about light? He was told, you need to go and figure this out by yourself. Go see what you can do. And when he went back, he said, can you touch these stones? I know you can do anything. If you can touch these stones and make them turn into light, then we will have the light. So right now, when fear starts to creep in, as I look at those bags in my room and knowing that I'm taking a really big step next, and I don't know what that step will be, you know, the fear does does start to creep in. And I get those calls, mostly from my mom right now, really concerned about me going. But as I look back on that experience that night that I had, where I felt the heaviness of, should I stay? Should I hold off? And then the contrast of, should I go forward? And the peace that comes over me. Then the fear that's within me quickly starts to go. When God gives us these next steps, I want you to look at them as gifts and hold on tight because the world is going to tell you one way, but God will tell you the way that he wants you to go. And it may not always be exactly what you imagined. I remember the first time we put on our Be Healthy Utah conference. It was one of the most stressful things in our lives and we worked tirelessly to do this. We contacted so many people and we tried in so many different ways to sell tickets. And when it it came down to it, 400 people came. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, that's great. 400 people came. But we were expecting 1,500 people to come. It didn't turn out exactly the way that we had thought. But we did the next step. We did what Heavenly Father asked us to do by putting on that conference. The next conference came about, and we just worked tirelessly also trying to figure it out. And in the end, 2,200 people showed up. That was out of our control. Yes, we worked just as hard the first time as we did the second time. 400 people showed up the first time. 2,200 people showed up the the second time. Sometimes we don't know what that outcome is that Heavenly Father asks us to do, but we just have to go forward with faith and with courage, knowing that this is what He wants us to do. And we might get into situations sometimes that we don't know what the next step is. But if we just ask, what is the next step? He'll give it to you. And if he doesn't give it to you, he'll ask you to figure it out and come back and ask him if this is the right step. So I want you to look at your life this week and think about what are these fears that are holding you back from taking that next step? You have been called to do many great things, but we hold ourselves back from these fears 
we hold ourselves back from people not agreeing with what we should be doing. There is going to be things that Heavenly Father asks you to do, and it's going to get harder and harder and harder to do. But as the times get harder, the Spirit will be able to become more clear to you if you continue to ask and seek and do. So this is my message for today. And when I get back, I'll give you a quick update of how it went for me. And like I said, I don't know what that next step is, but I am doing the next step that he asked me to do. And I will see you guys on the next podcast. Do you want to take your search for light to a higher and more meaningful way? Visit me at yourjourneyofhealing.com where you can find more info on courses, retreats, and virtual mentoring. If you'd like to book me to speak at your upcoming conference, retreat, or get-together, send me a message. You can follow me at Facebook under Liz Watt or Instagram under Liz Hills. Let's share this podcast so we can make this world a brighter place. I'll see you on the next episode because you are important, you are needed, and you, my friend, are loved.